Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to adulting.tv. I'm Harlan Landis, and I'm here with Miranda Marquette. How are you, Miranda? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I'm in Phoenix. Usually I'm on the East Coast of the US, but I've been in Phoenix for the last week or so uh, as we're recording this. And yeah, I actually went out and saw my mom and my cousin and family members and stuff for the weekend. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm looking forward to getting back East, however. So that is what is up with me. It sounds like you had a really good time, and you're probably warmer down there in Arizona, so enjoy it for the next few days. I think one of the other good things about Arizona is that you get to visit your significant other. Is that right? That is correct. And so we've been having a good time while we're out here, and uh, we're getting to the point where just a couple of days left, and I'll be heading home, and it'll be sometime before we see each other again, probably uh, about three weeks. So yeah, I make the most out of the time that I'm out here, and looking forward to reconnecting again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, And I think when you have a long-distance relationship, and we've talked about long-distance relationships on the show before, but when you have a long-distance relationship, it might be prone to a little bit of insecurity sometimes. Yeah, I think long-distance relationships are are prone to insecurity because, you know, in a typical non-long-distance relationship, you you would see each other more often, and you spend time in person with each other more often. And when you can't do that, those who are prone to insecurity might have their minds wander and think about, well, what is my partner doing right now? Who is he or she with? What is going on? What's happening that I don't know about? And certainly someone who's prone to insecurity will feel that a lot stronger than someone who is pretty secure about their relationship and their place in their relationship and their identities. Insecurity is something that can really damage a relationship over the long term and the short term. That's what we're tackling today in this podcast is how to identify that insecurity and maybe how to deal with it a little bit. First of all, then, what are some of the signs that you might be insecure in your relationship? So what are some of the the telltale red flags that relationship insecurity is is really starting to rear its head? Well, I think insecurity itself, uh, we, we like to think it just comes down to trust. And we think, well, if someone trusts me, then they should be secure in the relationship. Or if someone's secure in the relationship, then they should trust me. But a lot of the times, it's not really about trust. Uh, there is a trust element to it, but there's more to it that goes into it. And a lot of the time, it's it's about the person who feels insecure rather than the behavior of the person who is the other partner in the relationship. So how to identify some insecurity? There's that trust and whether you don't trust them not to go out and, and to do something that you wouldn't approve of, like cheating or you feel that you don't trust other people around your partner, I think that's a, that's a sign of insecurity as well. Even if you say, I trust my partner, it's just everybody else I don't trust. And that could be a sign of insecurity. Whether you're trying to look at their private communications, look at their phone, see who they're talking to, who they're texting, try to read things over their shoulder. It's a sign, again, of not trusting and, and just really coming from being insecure about whether they love you as much as they say they do, or they're just looking for something else or whatever, whatever the issue might be. You know, that's a sign of insecurity. 
I think another sign is that you don't want your significant other to do anything without you, or you don't want to do anything without your partner. I think that's a, a big sign of insecurity there when you feel like you have to be with each other all the time, or the relationship's going to fall apart. And I think that's a huge deal right there. That can lead to other issues in a relationship beyond just feeling insecure. Sure. And and that seems to be rooted in some kind of attachment insecurity or codependency where you feel like you just need to be with your partner 24-7 and you don't want them to be without you 24-7 either. And I think another sign of insecurity is, is trying to avoid any type of confrontation. Now, you don't want to be fighting all the time. But I think if you feel like bringing up an issue is going to result in a huge fight or it might result in a breakup or if you feel like you can't discuss something of importance with your partner, I think that's a big sign that there's some insecurities there. Yeah, and not everybody likes confrontation, but you should be at least able to bring up topics and discuss things level-headedly and not worry about your partner leaving you. If you're afraid to do something because you feel your partner is going to leave, then that's a huge sign of insecurity. And whether it's um, attachment issues or whatever else might be causing you a fear of of abandonment, all of this can come into play when it comes to avoiding confrontation or even showing a behavior, you know, changing the way you behave just because you're afraid of driving somebody away. That is definitely a sign of insecurity as well. Another issue is the need for constant reassurance. So if you're constantly asking for reassurance and saying, hey, we're okay, right? I mean, if you have to do that all the time, you might be insecure. Yeah. And I think we see this a lot on social media where couples will feel the need to just share and overshare maybe happy statuses or status about their lives and how happy they are together and photos and status updates and relationship things on Facebook and other kinds of social media, Instagram. Putting something in the world makes it real. It really does. But the need to do that constantly is a sign that you're feeling a little insecure about the relationship. So you need to verify it or or just reinforce it to your friends and family and yourselves. And I think that can be dangerous, especially when you have someone in the relationship who doesn't really participate in that sort of thing on social media, and one person does, and then you're kind of butting heads a little bit in how much of our relationship needs to be public and why it needs to be public, and how to satisfy some of those needs for affirmation of the quality of the relationship in a way that's more healthy or healthier. That makes a lot of sense. You do have to to watch out for that. And another issue is when you hope to see your partner fail, or if you're secretly happy when something goes wrong, this is a real serious sign of insecurity in yourself, as well as your relationship, if you are so worried that your partner will leave once they have success. And so you're kind of rooting for them to fail. Like that's that's a, a real deep-seated issue, I think, that you need to examine if you find yourself in reality feeling smug or feeling happy or feeling those ways when somebody that you love is having a hard time or failing. Yeah. And it's really interesting. We want our partner to be awesome, but not too awesome that other people start to take notice and find that awesomeness attractive because then suddenly there's more competition or we feel like 
are we deserving of this awesome partner? Either way, it's definitely a sign of insecurity. We should want our partners to be as awesome as they possibly can and be the person who supports them. And you don't have to worry about someone else coming in and seeing this person's awesomeness and just being attracted to them because of it. You might have relationship insecurity because it goes back to trust. You don't trust your partner not to cheat. So if you're always worried about like if they go on a work trip or maybe that's why you feel like you have to be with them all the time because you're worried that they're going to cheat on you, that's some insecurity right there that you might need to address as well if you feel like your partner can't be trusted, if, if you really you legitimately believe that your partner can't be trusted. Sometimes that manifests itself in in trust of other people who are around your partner. Maybe you do trust your partner, but you think that everybody is trying to do something that would breach whatever arrangement you have with your partner. Either way, I think that's definitely a sign of insecurity and we need to seriously consider what it is about ourselves that makes us feel insecure. And now, of course, if your partner has a history of infidelity, then maybe you have a case for not trusting your partner. But even if that is the case, then you either have to give your partner a chance and you're willing to do that because you're in the relationship, or you need to move on to somebody that you feel that you can put more trust into. But either way, I think it requires some reflection on yourself and what you're looking for in a relationship. Kind of speaking about this reflection on yourself, if you feel insecure about the relationship, you might need to delve into the situation, especially if you know you've put in the work and normally it's a solid and healthy relationship and you're starting to feel insecure. Kind of delving in there and saying, is it you or your partner? Are you letting your own doubts about yourself and your worth intrude? So maybe you're looking at it and saying, hey, I don't feel worth it. I don't feel worthy, whatever it is. And you have doubts about yourself. Are you putting that into the relationship and causing problems. Yeah, and this is one of the hardest things to do because we don't want to think about ourselves and we really don't want to analyze why we feel the way we feel. It really takes a lot of effort and it takes practice to figure out exactly how we look at ourselves. Sometimes it involves asking our friends for honest feedback and say you're really trying to figure out why you're having these issues and why you feel this way. Asking your friends for opinions and for them to be honest is a good way to start the process of self-reflection, especially if you've never done it before. And another thing that might be happening is you're comparing yourselves, comparing your relationship to other relationships that you see. I've done this, and I know I know people who do this all the time, and I think it's a very dangerous place to get into because what you see of other people's relationships is really only what they want to show you, regardless of how close you think you are with this other couple, let's say. They might not be showing you everything. So even when you compare yourself to other relationships, and even if you're comparing yourself to an accurate representation of their relationships, it's still something that's right for them, or it's a situation that involves two people who are very different than yourself and your partner. And regardless of how accurately you see it, you just can't compare yourself. And we've talked about this many times on the show. You can't compare yourself and your relationship to other people and other relationships because there are so many things that could possibly contribute 
to those differences. You just have to keep that in mind. Just get the idea of what an ideal relationship should be. And sometimes those comparisons are with this idea of an ideal, this super relationship that you have in your mind, even if even if none of your friends exhibit this perfect relationship, it's something that you hold all your examples to. It's it's an example that you hold everything in your life to. And we can't do that. It's It's way too much pressure and it will drive you insane. Oh, definitely. I think too, you know, sometimes it means you need to step back and ask and see if it's time for a little space and perspective. So sometimes when you're looking at your relationship and you're doing a little self-reflection, maybe it's time to step back and say, okay, do I need to take a little time to really evaluate this situation and figure out, you know, what are some of the insecurities and why do I feel this way? Because you might need to reevaluate whether you should be in this relationship to begin with. Sure. Let's say you are confident that you should be in this relationship, or you just want to figure out what's going on inside your own head, dealing with the insecurities that you have. There are a few things that you can do to get over insecurity. Go seek a professional. Go to a psychologist, go to a therapist, whether it's online or in person, and talk through some of these issues. And maybe they can help you uncover some things about yourself that you, once you understand, since you're listening to this podcast, there are there are some suggestions, such as stop focusing on yourself and your needs and start looking at things from your partner's perspective. Perhaps some of the bad vibes you're feeling is just because they had a bad day, but you're only going to know that if you're going to talk to them and find out what your partner is going through. And that will help you feel a little better about, say, you're being treated in a way that you don't want to be treated, and that's leading to your insecurity. Now, of course, we want to be treated in a certain way, and it might come down to respect, or it might be being treated like, uh, you know, what you believe someone in a relationship should be treated like. But maybe there's a disagreement. Maybe people see a different, maybe someone, maybe your partner has a different side to the story and feels different ways about how people should be treated in relationships. So get there by talking and find out what is going on in their head and what they expect for the relationships. Another thing to remember is that you can't always look at things as as black and white. It's not always going to be perfect. And so you can't look at it and say, oh, well, if it's not perfect right now, it's over forever. And I think a lot of the time we think if we're having a bad day or if, you know, you spend a couple of weeks or you've been a little bit out of sync, it's all over and it's the end of the world and nothing will ever work out ever. And those kinds of reactions and, and looking at it in terms of black and white can really contribute to relationship insecurity. So kind of get beyond that and and look at things in a way where you're taking things one day at a time and not going immediately from like zero to 100 and, and assuming that it has to be this or that. Yeah, a relationship shouldn't be bipolar. It shouldn't be fantastic certain times and terrible other times. You should find those areas of gray in the middle, and it should be mostly that. Of course, you want to feel that your relationship is fantastic as often as possible. And But you should look at those extremes and figure out, well, why am I feeling this extreme about the situation? Maybe things aren't really all that extreme, and there's something along the way, especially if you're feeling bad about it, because you don't want to be depressive in a relationship, and you don't want to focus on just the negative, because then you're not going to stay in a relationship, and you're going to have problems staying in any relationships if that's your tendency. So look for those gray areas and try to focus on the idea that not everything has to be fantastic or horrible at any particular time. 
And I think one of the big things is to remind yourself that you are worth loving. And in any sort of relationship, you have to find things that you like about yourself, be independent so that you're not completely dependent on the other person for your feelings of self-worth, your self-worth. And also realize that just because your partner is spending time, has other friends or other people they like doing things with, it doesn't mean they don't love you any less. So I think reminding yourself of these things and reminding yourself that you are a worthy person can kind of help you move beyond that relationship insecurity. Yeah, no one person can be everything to another person. And for some reason, there's a lot of thought that in relationships, you have to be that person's everything. And that's, again, a lot of pressure to put on one person because everything is huge. And you shouldn't have to be, you know, people want platonic friendships. You can't be a romantic partner and a platonic friend at the same time. So, I've even heard people say in relationships that, you know, because we have, you know, a romantic relationship, there should be no need for platonic relationships and platonic friendships. And I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, there's a place and needs that we have that are such a variety of friendships and relationships that we can't put all of that pressure on one person. Remind yourself that you don't need to be your partner's everything and go on from there. And hopefully that will help you realize that you do satisfy something that your partner needs, but it doesn't have to be everything. We get wrapped up in the idea that if you're in a romantic relationship or if you have a life partner or if you're married or whatever it is, that one person is going to fulfill all those needs. And like you said, that is just not practical and it can turn into a, a real problem. And I really do have people in my life similar to you where it's kind of it's kind of segmented. There are people that I talk about this thing with or people that I really feel like can help me in these areas of my life. And I don't expect a romantic partner to fulfill all those needs. And I tend to get a little annoyed if, if they think that they should be filling all those needs. I, like, no, you, you know, it's it's that's not practical. And then finally, kind of look at yourself and say, okay, do I need to hold on to somebody who isn't as committed? Or do I need to take it personal if they decide to move on? My my own personal reproach is if there's somebody that you want to have this romantic relationship with and I'm not fulfilling those needs, then it makes sense for you to go find somebody who's going to actually make you happy. And I don't take it personally. But I understand that's not everybody's tack. And I understand that it can still feel like rejection if somebody decides to move on. Having that helps me so that in my next relationship, you know, I'm not insecure in my relationships. Because I figure if somebody's going to be with me, they're with me because they want to be. And if they don't want to be with me, then they should be moving on to somebody who actually makes them happy or fulfills whatever needs they have at that point. But I know that for some people, it really still feels like a rejection. And it's very hard to get over that. Yeah, getting over a rejection is probably something we could talk about in a, in a future episode. I think that's a great idea. It's probably something that people need to hear. Some of the things that we can do now to get rid of or fight insecurity in a relationship, I think one of the things that I would love to be able to do, and maybe I can, for other reasons, for many reasons, is to get off social media for a week. Just stop. Just stop with the social media. Focus on your relationship rather than seeing what other people are doing, seeing their fake life that they put online, and trying to live up to that type of pressure. Just avoid social media. 
And I think another thing you can do is make a list of what you like about your relationship. So often we get caught up in what's going wrong with the relationship or what isn't working out right. And we dwell on those things. So instead, sit down and write a whole list of what you like about your relationship. And if you feel comfortable, share that with your partner so that you guys can both look at it and feel good about your relationship and kind of get rid of some of that insecurity. And finally, you can look for things that you can do without your significant other. Yeah, actually go out and especially if you are normally insecure or you normally feel that you need to do everything with your significant other and your partner needs to do everything with you, and this might be out of your comfort zone, but give it a try. Look for something that you can do separate from your partner so that you can get used to the idea of not having to rely 100% on the presence of your partner to be happy. Yeah. And we do have a listener question. Ooh, It says, my partner cheated on me last year, and now I can't seem to trust him anymore. How do I get beyond this and stop feeling like he'll do it again? Well, this is really difficult. I mean, cheating on someone can be devastating to the partner who is cheated on, especially if there was trust involved. And the rules of the relationship said that we were to be together only and neither of us would be with any other person. So if those rules are breached, then it's it's hard to come back. So trust has to be earned uh, in situations like that. People have made mistakes. There's always people who make mistakes in relationships. Mistakes in relationships happen. Mistakes like this, even though they are devastating, especially to someone who is already insecure, when things like this happen, it's really difficult to come back from it. So it's going to take some time. Communicate about the situation. Be honest about how you feel about it and why it's going to be a struggle for you. And find out what was it that wasn't happening in this relationship that drove the partner to go outside of the relationship and cheat and see if those are problems that can be resolved and if they're worth being resolved. And I think it comes down to if you can't trust your partner, then you shouldn't be in the relationship. And that should be part of this discussion. It can be overwhelming to feel like someone is going to cheat on you. And now there's evidence that it has happened. So that kind of uh, gives you definitely a strong reason not to trust or at least to need to rebuild that trust if there is to be a relationship going forward. So it's a very difficult position to be in. Figure out what you need to do to rebuild that trust and go forward or come to the conclusion that that trust will never be something that you will have again, And in which case it might be time to move on. Yeah. And I think if you feel like that trust is not coming back and the insecurity of it is continuing to bother you, then yeah, maybe it is time to move on from that relationship. And, you know, from my viewpoint, you know, kind of what I said earlier is if somebody needs to cheat on you to feel whatever or get whatever they need, I personally would be like, well, (laughs) well, if that's what you feel like you want or that's what you feel like you need, then, you know, maybe I'm not the right person and and you should move on here. You know, once again, goes back to to my situation and the way I I process things, but it definitely requires a lot of soul searching and it's definitely a tough situation. Yeah, it's something that needs to be addressed. And if your insecurity is also leading you to not want to confront your partner about the situation, then the confrontation is going to have to happen and you're going to have to communicate about it. Otherwise, if you want the relationship to continue, there has to be this confrontation. You can also escape by ending the relationship 
but then you're not really talking about the situation and it could leave your partner not feeling great about it but again you're breaking up so you know the question is how much do you care and i hope that you you do care i hope that if this is something you want you're able to communicate and figure it out grow that trust back but if it's not going to be possible then there's there's no problem in ending the relationship and moving on everybody will be happier yeah. So if you have a story about fighting insecurity in your relationship, or if you're looking for some information on what other people in our community have done, go ahead and check it out on Facebook. Head to hashtag adulting on Facebook and share your own stories and your own insights. Don't forget that you can subscribe to us, adulting.tv slash iTunes. We are also available on Stitcher and Google Play. So you can get new episodes on whatever device and whatever podcast player works best for you. And don't forget, if you have a question, you can go to adulting.tv slash ask. And of course, at adulting.tv, we have plenty of uh, episodes, videos, and articles that can help you make the most of your life. And so until next time, remember to behave like a grown-up. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.